Well, we want to thank our sponsors that helped bring this episode to you. We've got a couple brand new ones. Farmers Co-op of uh, Kyoto and Vision Ag of Kyoto. Uh, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Huffton, Iowa, and many other outlets. R&B Brakes of Dubuque, Iowa. They got the best sports cards in the state of Iowa. Get in on, go to R&B Brakes Facebook page and tell them Round Guy sent you. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Thanks for listening. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, machine operators for both first and second shift. Call 319-752-2781, and uh, we want to thank them for being a sponsor of football on Brown Guy Radio. Well, Scotty Melvin's here, and he's talking 2A, and we have a lot of teams in 2A, so uh, I'm interested as to what you can come up with. Uh, welcome back to the program, Scotty. Hey, I'm back. I started digging into this 2A District 5 because uh, we've got, you know, several, well, basically all of our uh, Southeast Iowa teams uh, are crammed together in this district, along with Davis County and Albia, who we've seen a lot over the years because they generally get shipped over here to the east uh, quite a bit of the time, whether they be in 3A or 2A. And uh, so this is kind of a, an interesting district, and I like it because it's, it's concise for me. There's not a bunch of split up and having to dig into districts that got teams I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, you got a lot of teams that you know a little bit about. So uh, yeah. who all's in this district? Okay, so it's another six-team district. Uh, as I said, it's District 5 of 2A. We got our Mediapolis Bulldogs. We've got our Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. We've got our West Burlington Notre Dame Falcons. We've got our Central Lee Hawks. You got the Davis County Mustangs and the Albia Blue Demons. These are all teams that have had, uh, you know, uh, various degrees of success over the years, some more than others, but definitely uh, kind of almost a who's who of, uh, of football programs down here um, in our, our corner of the state. All right. Well, uh, let's, well, where do you want to start? Well, I'm going to go through, as I've been doing real quick, and, and give you who I think is going to finish where. And this is based on last season and based on what I've seen coming back. I feel a little bit better about picking this district than I have some of the others, just because there's a little bit more information and data to go on. Um, but until somebody proves me wrong because of what they did, even with the, the, the talent that they lost from last year, I'm going to go ahead and rank Mediapolis as the top dog in this district. I think they will finish first. Wow. Having said that, they will be pushed by the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. They'll have plenty to say about this, and so will the West Burlington Notre Dame Falcons. And uh, I've got a sneaky suspicion that they're going to push a lot harder than a lot of folks think, and I'll explain why as we get into this. But those are my top three. And then after that, uh, a little bit harder to pick, but I think Central Lee is on the upswing, even with the coaching change. They bring back a lot of talent off that team that made the playoffs last year. And I think that uh, 
Albia will finish in fifth, and Davis County, I think, due to some low numbers and uh, lack of recent success, I'm placing them at the sixth spot in the district, and I think that's how this one will flush out. We'll see. This is all speculation. We'll start out at the bottom and work your way up, I guess. Well, I'm not going to have a lot of information for you on Davis County or Albia other than, as I said, Albia has decent numbers, and we've been talking about that a lot, having some depth, having kids out and all that stuff. Albia appears to have some interest in their program. That could bode well for them. That could push them up the list here uh, beyond where I think they'll finish. Um, I'd definitely not be surprised by that. Um, Davis County, on the other hand, they have low numbers, and they were three and six a year ago. Albia was two and six. So these two teams, to me, are kind of uh, starting more from scratch than the other four in the district. But uh, I've got I've got Davis County at the bottom due to the low numbers, and then Albia, and then we'll get into Central Lee. Central Lee next. They're my uh, number four team in the district. Again, they're one that could push higher. Um, if some things go right and they bring back some pretty good talent and some kids that had some really good numbers last year. First, I want to say that Central Lee's got, according to my count, about 47 players out this year. That's pretty decent numbers for a 2A squad. They're led by on offense, their quarterback, uh, Corey Jones. Not a ton of passing yards last year, about 360, three touchdowns. They're definitely more of a run team, and I, I'm assuming they will stick with that this year based on the, the type of personnel they have. But uh, not only did he uh, produce that, the, that stat line for, for the Hawks at quarterback, but on defense, one thing that stood out about this young man is he picked off five passes and returned one for a touchdown. That's a pretty gaudy stat line for a defensive back. And then we got three dudes that are, you're going to love this, Dave. On defense, they're linebackers. On offense, uh, the leader, I think, overall of this Central Lee Hawks team is Chase Johnson. He's a linebacker on defense. He's a running back on offense. He went for almost 650 yards rushing last year and 11 touchdowns. On defense, he had 44 tackles. Real nice stat line there. Uh, Bo Herdrich, he is their leading receiver from a year ago only nine catches for 145 yards but that was that was the top numbers for the hawks last year a team that did not throw a lot uh good linebacker for these guys as well but the linebacker that i really liked when i saw his stat line was hunter gregory 70 tackles 42 of them solo and three sacks hunter had some numbers that are right up there with some of the top linebackers in southeast iowa a year ago and he's back this year for the hawks that's a nice nucleus uh the hawks will be working with along with like i said some decent uh numbers and depth um yeah i've got them picked to finish fourth but they could be pushing again towards a playoff spot this year yeah well uh, uh they made the playoffs last year they had no wins two years in a row and then turned around and had three wins drove it into the playoffs chase johnson i i, I saw him I saw him play baseball, and I saw a lot of him on film uh, uh, last year. That kid can run the ball. Well, I mean, he, he you know, and I haven't seen anything but a little bit of film, and uh, he appears to be one of those really hard-nosed, compact-type players, uh, uh, just a traditional linebacker, running back, hard-nosed football player, kind of a throwback. I like those kind of kids, and uh, I like to see the Central Lee's got some of them on the team. Um, I think that's going to propel them into – maybe finally establishing some sort of a football program that's got some, you know, sustained success down there. That would be really cool to see for those guys. Well, uh, that, I, I'm excited about the team this year. What, what else you got? 
Okay, so moving up to my number three team, who could easily slide into number two, or if everything goes right, they could win this district. That's the West Burlington Notre Dame Falcons. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago. In fact, we're talking a year ago, less than. These guys were a question mark. You remember this, Dave. Uh, a lot of Friday nights, whether they were going to be able to play or not, due to low numbers and the fact that some of their their uh, older players were, you know, dealing with injury troubles. And yeah, so I think there was times when they dressed 17 guys. They Yeah, and they, and they ground out anyway and finished the season without having to forfeit a game or anything like that. In fact, they won a few um, and against 3A competition. So th- that was something that really impressed me. I really love the way uh, Coach Bowman has been uh, building this, this thing from the ground up. It kind of reminds me of uh, – of a guy like myself, when you get into the whole fitness thing and you feel like, well, I've got this, this flabby old body. I got to tear this thing down and build it from the ground up. That's what he's done with the Falcons program there. And uh, I think we're going to see the fruits of this, uh, this fall and beyond, but this fall, I have a sneaky suspicion. They're going to raise some eyebrows and it starts with Caden Schwinker. Um, I think you've seen him play some baseball too, but uh, he's a heck of a football player. Uh, throws the ball, can run the ball, can play some defense. You know, he had 866 yards passing a year ago, uh, 52% completion rate, not not crazy like some of these other kids uh, that we've seen recently put up, but but very good. Six touchdowns on defense. He picked off uh, three inter, uh, interceptions, three passes. So he's a contributor two ways and uh, one of their best athletes. And I think those numbers are going to just maybe skyrocket this year. And one young guy to, to keep an eye on, didn't have a lot of numbers last year, Quincy Collins. I think he's going to be the feature back, and I've read some good things about him. I think Coach Bowman's real high on him. He'll be a junior this year. Um, didn't have a lot of numbers, you know, running the ball last year, thanks to uh, now-graduated Hayden Vandenberg, who toted the ball the majority of the time for the Falcons. But uh, he did have – I've got him for 500 yards rushing a year ago and almost six yards per carry and four touchdowns. And as a sophomore playing linebacker, uh, 46 tackles. So he's contributed quite a bit on defense, a little bit there on offense. I'm sorry. You know what? I just gave the offensive numbers for Caden rushing the ball. Quincy didn't hardly get any carries last year, so that's my bad. Those were Caden's numbers, uh, the 500 yards and the the four touchdowns. Quincy contributed mainly on defense, but uh, 46 tackles as a sophomore playing linebacker in 3A. Very impressive. Very impressive. So I'm looking for big things from him. Those are really the only two names um, that, that popped out at me as I looked through the stats because, you know, so much production graduated from a very thin roster last year. But the Falcons have about 50 players out this year, Dave. That sounds a lot better than a year ago, doesn't it? Wow, they're going to be able to field a team there. So another thing about the, the Falcons that I like when I scan through their roster, not only do they have the numbers, but it's not like it's uh, oh, a handful of juniors and seniors and then a whole bunch of freshmen and sophomores like they're building from the JV up or whatever. Uh, there's a nice balance of uh, throughout the classes there and some decent size-looking kids uh, on paper. And now they're down in 2A where I said before uh, when we talked about them that they belong. Uh, the competition won't be quite as crazy for them on a weekly basis as it is up in 3A. 3A is a big jump for some of these in-betweener schools. And uh, I think things are shaping up for West Burlington Notre Dame to have a really good season, something to be proud of, and something to build on going forward. 
well, I heard they look good in their scrimmage, and uh, uh, we reached out to him. I haven't been able to connect with him yet, but he, he's the only coach, uh, I think, that I've been trying hard to get, and I haven't ever got hold of yet. But hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him, but uh, West Burlington, uh, when don't they have a good team of whatever? You know, they, there's, they come from, you know, West Burlington's like, a, you know, the west side of Burlington there, but there, there's, you know, plenty of talent to go around in that, that community. And then you got Notre Dame, who's a very small private school, but but a very high quality private school. Um, yeah, they're not they're not one that's going to win seven state championships in a row in a sport like some of these that we see. But they definitely put quality teams out in every sport. Everything they do has got a certain level of excellence. And I think the two of these schools together makes a, a really fine combination for you know a good football program. Once things get ironed out for them, and I think Coach Bowman's got that going. Here he goes into year three. The basketball team was damn near undefeated going into the playoffs, and uh, the baseball yeah. team made it to the state tournament. I covered their game up there in Carroll. Uh, uh, the athletes there is a plenty, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's just a matter of getting them out, getting them on the same page, buying in, all that stuff that you hear the coaches talking about. That, that is what is happening. They're trending up down there, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch their season unfold. Okay. Go so, ahead. We're going up to who I've picked for number two, and this is pure speculation because I could see these guys finishing in first too, and that's our Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. Um, talk about numbers. I counted about 55 kids out for these guys, and again, this is gonna, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but they've got nice uh, size on the roster. They've got good balance as far as uh, uh, classes. You know, Again, a lot of juniors and seniors and some younger kids as well. Uh, some question marks for sure due to some graduation. Uh, I think Brady Weber's probably going to start at quarterback. I don't have any real stats or anything to go on there. Just based off of what I saw on the roster last year, I have a feeling he's going to have that spot. And uh, I'll have to go back and listen to Coach Lambert again. He may have already addressed that. At the running back spot, uh, Landon Sullivan had a fine year last year, averaging almost uh, six and a half yards per carry and a touchdown and limited role, you know, as a, as a backup there. Uh, wide receiver, a kid that stands out, for the Golden Hawks is Kobe Hirschberger. Seven catches a year ago, a little over 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, he was a big-time contributor on defense as well, though, as he had 43 tackles and a couple interceptions on the year. So I expect him. I believe he's just going to be a junior this year. He did all that as a sophomore. Um, I think he's going to be one of the keys to the Golden Hawks' success. Uh, Ace Tech, Dylan Henry, um, I've got him down each having three interceptions on defense last year. Uh, Grady Miller comes back. He had 31 tackles, a couple fumble recoveries. There's just a lot of nice pieces that uh, maybe had some limited action due to a, a heavy senior-laden team that the Golden Hawks had a year ago. These kids will get their chance to shine this year and some kids that we don't know about coming up too. So, you know, the sky's the limit for the Golden Hawks. Um, I've got them finishing behind Mediapolis in my little, you know, slightly educated guess of a, a prediction here, but I can see the Golden Hawks win in this district, too. Well, let me ask you a little something about the Golden Hawks. Uh, they have uh, tremendous support, and, and let's just face it, big money behind them, you know. And they have a practice facility. So when it's super hot, they can go in there and work on stuff. How much of an advantage has that been for the last week? You know, I would think it'd be huge. Um and I, I know that's not like, you know, full-size 100-yard by 50 or whatever facility indoors there, but it, it sure is better than 
than uh, what these other schools are dealing with, uh, rearranging schedules or maybe having to move to the gymnasium or whatever. I mean, that, that's exactly why you have a, a facility like that if you're able to have have one uh, funds-wise. And Mid-Prairie certainly had an advantage uh, in that respect. And, uh, you know, we'll see if that uh, maybe gives them a little boost going into this first week. Um, after that, you know, I don't expect the weather to – that kind of havoc it has this week and, and things will even out, but it could be a, a nice little edge for the Golden Hawks going into week one for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, but they've got a, a, a lot of, uh, they got a challenging first game with Wilton. That's for sure. And, you know, they're the bigger school Mid Prairie is. Uh, they play in a bigger class, but you're only talking one class jump. And I don't put a lot of stock into that until maybe you get to those last, you know, those top you know, two to four teams, then you might see some separation. I don't expect that to be the case. Uh, that's why I've kind of got Wilton. Uh, if I was going to pick one, I, I think I picked them to probably edge this one out. I just think they've got uh, a little bit more uh, um, known commodities there with their players and experience and things like that from a year ago. And, and I foresee big things for them, but uh, this will be a tough one. This will be a huge one. Um, anybody that's going to be at that game is in for a real treat. Okay. Well, uh, okay. yeah. I got Mediapolis Bulldogs uh, finishing number one in 2A5 this year. My gut tells me that's how it's going to go. Um, like I said, you've got three to four teams here that, that have something to say about that. But Mediapolis, they graduated some real serious talent last year. Ben Egan's gone. Anthony Isley's gone. Uh, Cole Lipper's gone. Those, those guys were they were just studs, um, but they've got some coming back. And Meepo is never hurting for up-and-comers from their lower levels. I've seen their JV play, and it looked like a real good varsity team to me. That was a couple of years ago. Um, so I have no doubt they're just going to reload and reload like they always do. And, uh, you know, you got Drew the Killer Miller going to be taking the snaps at quarterback this year. I hear he can throw about as well as he can kick, and if that's the case – you know, Mediapolis uh, opponents are in for uh, some long Friday nights this, this year. And I uh, don't have a lot of stats to go on that way. Plenty of his uh, – we know plenty about his kicking. But as far as his passing, you know, he had a, a really great passer rating last year because he threw one pass and it was a 10-yard touchdown. So he's perfect so far. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, he was a JV quarterback, so he's been the quarterback of this team uh, uh, for a while. But I was yeah. told that in that scrimmage, he looked fantastic. Uh, uh, I, I was from Coach Doherty. I said, what do you think of uh, 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 Mediapolis? He said, Drew Miller, Drew Miller, Drew Miller. He said it three yeah. times. He says, the kid I, I is uh, unbelievable. I heard it. And, you know, we are going to hear some familiar names that we did uh, hear a lot about last year, uh, whether you're talking to Coach Morrison or just listening to anybody talk about Mediapolis football. These kids are – they're going to contribute mightily. I know there's some linemen coming back, um, and I, I'm interested to see how all that hashes out. But the names that uh, we know about from a year ago that, that put up some numbers, you got Jackson Hutchison. He'll be taking a more active role in the offense this year. 200 yards rushing a year ago, 12 yards per carry. You know, the, some gaudy eye-popping numbers there. Uh, limited action, of course, limited carries, and a touchdown there. He had 25 tackles on defense. We got uh, – uh, Noah Smidgel, 300 yards rushing, uh, almost eight yards per carry and a touchdown. So these are some guys that got some some work around Anthony Isley and and did very well. I got a wide receiver here, Aiden Nelson. 
you know, Mediapolis didn't throw the ball a bunch, but he caught eight balls for 106 yards and three touchdowns. So when he got his hands on it, it was, uh, you know, definitely uh, paid off for the Bulldogs. And then one of my favorite names from a year ago, we're talking about linebackers again, buddy. Chet Moore, 84 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, 69 of them tackles solo. That is some crazy linebacking right there from, from Mr. Moore. And I can't wait to see this kid in person finally Friday night. I am excited. Um, he's been helped out a lot, though. Uh, he's got a mate back there, Alton Wonderlich, who we heard a lot about as well. And he posted 71 tackles, including 59 solo stops and 11 tackles for loss. So between the two of them, they, they sound like they're roaming the entire uh, defensive uh, uh, backfield behind the defensive line there and making every play. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Anyway, uh, Minneapolis just on paper, they look to me like they've got just a little bit more than everybody else as far as uh, experience and uh, maybe some, you know, big name star power type thing going on there. So that makes me give them just a, a bit of an edge over everybody else in 2A5. Uh, again, uh, you know, sounded like a broken record. They got about 55 kids out from what I counted. That's nice, nice roster for a 2A team. Uh, and again, maybe not big. But they've got nice balance uh, as far as age groups go. Um, definitely got plenty of upperclassmen leadership and some young kids that are gonna that are gonna step up and, and do some nice things for the Bulldogs this year. So I've got them finishing first. We'll see how it goes. I I think the the top three teams that I've picked here between Meepo, Mid Prairie, and West Burlington Notre Dame, I think they will duke it out for the top spot. Central Lee, kind of a dark horse there. Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, uh, I know all those teams and uh, I follow all those teams. So uh, that's a pretty good round guy radio district there. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I, I thought, well, I'll dig into it a little bit tonight and have something for you tomorrow. But the more I got into it, the more uh, excited I got about it. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of intrigue to this district. And it's going to be a fun one to watch uh, play out as this season progresses. Well, that's the... I don't know, 80% of the teams that we follow are, are eight man, a one, a and two, a, you know, yeah, for sure. There, there's a few, few, uh, uh, there's quite a few three, a teams and, uh, uh, gosh, is it, is, I think a Tumlin Muscatine are five, a, right. They are. And, 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 and you know, Burlington's four, a. They're four, a, and they play in that crazy tough district. Our three, a teams all have, out of area schools that are in their districts that are just, you know, they're just state powers. Uh, so they're going to have a difficult road, you know, to hoe to even get to the playoffs. And then when you get down from our two A down through a player, I feel like that's where we've got just a, a host of teams that might make a, a nice postseason run. Uh, give us, you know, maybe a good 10, 12 or beyond weeks of, of football to watch from, uh, from local schools. Well, uh, we're about to make some history here, Scotty, uh, on Round Guy Radio. Uh, we're about to hit 50,000 downloads, you know. And uh, uh, even during the baseball season, I said, you know, I think by the time we kick off the football season, we'll be at 50,000. And uh, by gosh, uh, we're going to make it maybe a day early. And then uh, uh, I'm hoping for 80,000 by the time the season's over. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny because you're going 
to hit that 50,000 number, and that's a big number, and we've had our eye on it for a while. And then I'm, I'm, I'm looking through uh, all these schools and the followings they have down here and the hunger and thirst for information about them and the fact that we have such a, a large number that have got some really promising seasons ahead for them uh, this fall. And I wonder if we can just about double that 50 up to 100. We'll see what happens. We, we'll need some help, of course. But uh, uh, I think that the, the content's going to be there, buddy. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about um, following every Friday night this fall. And then, of course, looking ahead to the, the next Friday's games. And, and I think we're going to see some deep playoff runs, too, and be talking about football for quite a while to come yet. Well, if you're wanting to keep up on football, Scotty Melvin's done a, a – Previews of 8-man, of A, of 1A, and 2A already. He's also got a beat-the-round guy out there for everything that's going to be Friday night. Uh, Scott, you're a huge part of Round Guy Radio. You're, you, you know, I only give you credit for about 75% of our downloads because there's some other people that helped out there. But, uh, that's pretty flattering, buddy. I, I, I'd have to probably dispute that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you, you, you just bring something to the table there, a, a passion, an understanding of football. Uh, 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 you know high school football like the back of your hand. You know, you can talk about five years ago and ten years ago and – uh, uh, you just seem to know about it. And uh, uh, I want to mention that you, 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 once in a while you'll tell me, well, we heard from this coach or that coach or, or these uh, recruiters from these schools. You told me you, you heard something from Loris College. It, it sounded like. Yeah, I like Loris. Um, and I like them because Iowa, you know, the kids, all you kids, if you're listening to our podcast or whatever your coaches are, I don't know. But, but know that if you want to play beyond high school, the opportunities right here in this state, I know some of you might want to join the workforce or the armed forces or, or maybe go away from Iowa for college or whatever. But if you want to stay kind of close to home and have an opportunity to play at the next level, we have some of the best uh, small schools in the nation right here in our state. They've all got football programs or basketball or whatever, and and they're smaller, so it'll be uh, not a huge jump from from high school to to that level. And the opportunities there, you don't have to go play Division One by any means. And uh, there is a lot to be said for a school like Loris that just seems to really love plucking kids out of this part of the state. And uh, you know, I'm happy to help them uh, any way I can. If they ask me about a kid, I'm gonna tell them what I know, and they're getting a glowing report because you know I support all the, all you kids down here like I do my own. Uh, you know, I, I guess that's the dad in me. Well, uh, uh, the colleges, uh, uh, the ones I talk to, and you've mentioned this a couple of times, they listen to Round Guy Radio. It helps them recruit. They, they uh, I just get compliments from these recruiters that, you know. They utilize this program uh, yeah. to find out the talent, and then they go recruit them, don't they? And, and yeah, and we're happy to, to spotlight everybody uh, down here as much as we can, even even the, the kids that maybe aren't putting up the crazy stats or getting their name in the paper all the time or whatever, because uh, that, it doesn't require that to, to go and, and play in college if that's something you want to do. You know, we got Graceland uh, keeping a close eye on what's happening over here. They like to come over here and recruit. We see a lot of our kids, you know, going to Grandview, which is a great. Uh, Grandview, uh, check. They, they listen to Round Guy Radio. I know they do. We got Central. Central loves loves kids from here. Simpson. Uh, for whatever reason, Morning I see. Morning Sun. I, I talked to some recruiters at Morning Sun. They listen to Round Guy Radio. 
Morningside. Yeah, that's another great program. Um, you got co-op in Cedar Rapids. It's not far away. You got Simpson, uh, Simpson College. Uh, I've heard from their recruiters. Yeah, um, you got the little one up there in uh, Mount Vernon, which isn't far from here. Um, gosh, there's just there's a ton. I know Iowa Westlands no more, but there's still a, a ton of opportunity right here in our backyard to go play some college sports if you want to do it. Well, uh, I want to thank all of our sponsors that have been with us. You guys are really helping these kids. Uh, Jeffrey Hoback, uh, one of your favorites, is up there at Loris, isn't he? Yeah, Drew Deers, a uh, young man from a uh, eight-player program in Illinois that uh, I follow on Twitter. He's over there in Loris with some of these kids. I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun to watch all that come together. Yeah. Well, Scotty, you got anything else to say before we wrap this up? That's it for now. I'll probably do a little bit more shallow dive into 3A and 4A for you, uh, hopefully before the weekend, um, you know, and, and uh, I hope I'm wrong about some of what I'm going to probably predict there. But, boy, of our bigger schools down here got some some uh, tough roads to hoe to, to get to the playoffs this year. Well, if you just do one single 4A episode, it may be the shortest one we ever did. It's all about Burlington. It's all about the Greyhounds. I love them, <laughs> and, and I think that they're going to have a good year. They got the missile down there, uh, Caden Shizzle, the player with the sizzle. Uh, hopefully he can light things up. Well, Scotty, thanks for being with us. I appreciate you. You really put in a lot of time this week, and uh, uh, I appreciate every minute you gave me. Well, I like uh, the fact that you let me ramble on about football. You know, I, I, I can't find too many people that will sit and listen to me do this too often. So, uh, you know, I get that out of it. <laughs> well, whether they're uh, people that you can find to sit in a room with and talk to, uh, uh, I don't know if you can find that. But around the world, there's a lot of people that like listening to Scotty Melvin talk about football. Uh, you're one of the best at it. Uh, just For just simply talking football, you're my favorite guy to talk to. Well, I appreciate it. I sure like doing it, and uh, I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you.